potential is hidden strength. I ain't finished yet. Potential is unused success. Potential is concealed power. Now we're getting to the real nitty gritty stuff, right? Hey, this is Trish Jones and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Influential Woman podcast. And today I am going to talk about waking up, right? I wrote the book, Wake Up Your Voice. Okay, wake up your voice and maximize your potential. But today we're going to talk about the other part of your voice, right? Your potential. Oh, look, I've got my copy there, right? We're going to talk about your potential because to me, your voice is about you being you. And I say inside my book that your voice houses who you really are, right? So your potential, your purpose, your gifts, your talents, etc., etc. If you don't have a voice, right? It means that you are not ever going to be able to maximize your potential. It's, it means you're never going to realize your purpose. But let me just say this. I don't mean noise when I'm talking about voice, right? I am talking about that thing that you do that enables you to be you. It's the way of you giving value to the world, right? Your voice is about you giving value to the world. And that might be through your drawings. It might be through music. It might be through your writings. It might be through poetry. It might be through drama. Whatever that thing is, if you don't put your heart and soul into it, you are going to feel trapped. If when you are speaking to people, you are not you, you're waiting for somebody somebody to say something to get their approval. Uh, Should I say it or not? Or, you know, should I just keep up with this set of people because otherwise they're going to like me. That's you suppressing your voice. That's you not being you. You know, um, last night I put up a new podcast, right? I've got a new podcast called Kingdom Switch. And I wanted some music that was kind of had a beat to it, right? And I'm going, are people going to like this though? And in the end I was like, no, do you know what, Pat? You are, did I just say Pat? That's what my family called me. (laughs) Do you know what? You see where I was going? The ghetto. I'll say it. I was just about to say, you're ghetto, right? So therefore, don't try to change you to fit in with other people. I like it. If people come and say, oh, that beats too much, man. There are plenty of other podcasts out there. You've got to just let people go and do what they do. And you've got to be you. So another part of being you is realizing that you have potential and that you are going to make a choice that you're going to maximize that potential, right? You're going to release that potential. And I could go into some depth here, right? But I'm not going to. I want to keep this on a level that you are going to understand. So I've got some notes here, right? And I'm not going to feel no way about looking at my notes, right? All I will say is, right, if you don't know what your potential is, then you don't know what your gift is. And if you don't know what your gift is, you don't know what your purpose is. And if you don't know what your purpose is, you don't know your real value, right? So if you want to know the real value that you give to the world, you really do have to know what your purpose is. But hey, purpose is one of those things that can be quite in depth and people don't quite understand it. And so that's why I'm saying I don't want to go there right now. So where do we start? When kids are kids, right? You don't say to your kid, oh, what's your purpose, Johnny? And Johnny says, oh, my purpose in life is to um, uh, uh, go and create six businesses or whatever and to be a voice for the voiceless. So say, right, I'm just making that up. Johnny doesn't say that. Johnny just says, I want to be a truck driver. 
I want to be a pilot. I want to be so-and-so. Oh, I want to go and do X, Y, Z. I want to be a racing car driver. That is them telling you what their dream is. And then you might go to school and then you're talking to the school teachers on parents' evening and they say, oh, you know, Johnny has the potential to do blah, blah, blah. If they don't tell you what Johnny has the potential of doing, if they just say, oh, Johnny's got potential, which so many, sorry, teachers, so many teachers like to say, what do you mean Johnny has got potential? Tell me what Johnny's got potential in, right? Is Johnny really good at writing? Is Johnny really good at communicating? Is Johnny really good at maths? Tell me what Johnny's potential is. Because if you just say you've got potential, it doesn't mean anything. Because guess what? Potential means that you have to put a demand on your gift. And if the teacher is a teacher who likes maths, but Johnny's no good at maths, the teacher might be saying that Johnny has potential to be really good at maths when maths isn't Johnny's strong point. Johnny is more of a creative. Johnny just wants to know, do you know what, mummy? I want to just be able to get a decent <laughs> decent test result. This was me when I was at school. I want to just get a decent test result so the teacher's not mad at me, right? I remember being outside the classroom one day and I was, I think I was about 12. I was 11 or 12 years old. And I had a maths test and I missed it because I wasn't well. And I had to do it outside the classroom one day. And I'm sat there <laughs> bawling my eyes out because I couldn't do this maths. And then my aunt happened to come out of her classroom. She's 18 months older than me. And she came over to me and she said, what's wrong with you? And I said, I got this maths test and I can't do it. I don't know how to do this. And then she went, all you've got to do is blah, 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 blah. She showed me how to do it. And I was like oh wow fantastic so she went down to the lower hall and I looked at the next question and I was like I can't do that one now either and I was <laughs> started crying again and then she came back upstairs like what's wrong with you and I said I can't do this so she showed me again and then happy smile again listen nobody even now at years old right can get me tell me that I have potential when it comes to maths no I don't and guess what I don't care right? The one thing I know how to do is count my money, right? So that's the all important thing for me. So if the teacher had turned around and said to my parents, oh, she's got potential for maths, forget that. And I remember when Elodie moved schools and they assumed because she was coming from a private school that she was going to be, she should be good at maths, right? Because she's coming from a private school, really? So the teacher told me that she's going to get a grade seven, which is like an A, I just looked at him and I said, are you talking to my daughter? And he says, yeah, 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 you know, uh, X, Y, Z. Listen, I had to fight for my daughter to be able to go down to foundation. I rang them up one day and I said, at what point are you going to understand that she is not very good at maths? And I said, just look at her last two mock exams. 9% and I think 6%, right? I said, she has other skills. She is a creative. So allow her to allow those gifts to flourish and focus on the basics of maths just to get her through the exam. And so anyway, the teacher turned around and said to me in the end, do you know what, Mrs. Jones, we're near the mock exams. Let Elodie do the mock exams and then uh, we can determine from there what we're going to do with her. But do you know what I turned around and told my daughter? don't revise. I told her, don't revise. And somebody might say, 
Why would you do that? Because when I was, when I had had Elodie, I started looking at personal development stuff there. And I realized what some teachers, even though they may have had good intentions, unintentionally told a child what potential they had that had nothing to do with their gift. And so me as a parent who had knowledge, you weren't going to mess with my daughter when it came to that. You know, and I remember saying to my daughter one day, I see you here and you sit down. And I told the teacher this at parents evening and she wanted to get up and shake my hand. She was like, whoa, I wish we had more parents like you. I said, you see what Elodie does? Elodie gets stressed out about maths and science. She spends all her time on maths and science. And then the thing she's good at art, she leaves that till last. And I'm saying she got to do that first because that's where she's going to put her energy and her time. And then she needs to go back to the maths and the science. Uh, wow. They were like really shocked. And anyway, when she did her A-levels, she did do um, courses uh, that she really enjoyed. That was more her. And guess what? Maths and science didn't feature in any of them. In fact, she was looking at doing psychology. And when she saw the amount of science in there, she just went, uh-uh, it's not going to be me. So what I'm trying to say to you, right, it's no good somebody saying to you, you have potential or your child, they have potential. Potential in what? And make sure that you are, um, the potential that you're focusing on is something that includes your gift. Because if it doesn't include your gift, it's no point, right? So let me just tell you what Mars Monroe says about potential. I absolutely love this. I don't think I'm ever going to find a better description of um, potential than this. He says, potential is untapped power. It is dormant ability. Potential is hidden strength. I ain't finished yet. Potential is unused success. Potential is concealed power. Now we're getting to the real nitty gritty stuff, right? Potential is who you are, but nobody knows it yet. <laughs> Potential is what you can do, but you haven't done it yet. And he says, potential is never what you've done, but always what you could do, but you haven't done it yet. So don't get excited about the things that you've already accomplished and say, yeah, you know, back in 15 years ago, I did X, Y, Z, I did X, Y, Z. Oh, bravo. But guess what? That was 15 years ago. There is more potential in you to go do some more. So find what that gift is. Put some pressure, demand on that gift, which means do it over and over and over again. And then you can go and do something else with that gift. You can put a demand on your gift and release more of your potential because there is more of you than you even realize yourself, right? And I'm going to go back to my notes now. So your potential is what you are able to do or have or be. And you see that when you're a child very often and, um, and then... <laughs> parents come along and beat it out of you adults adults right so like I said right in order to really know what your gift is you have to know what your purpose is but like I said purpose have I said this already it doesn't make any difference purpose is one of those things that people think it's only special people that have a purpose so if you sit down there and try to work out your purpose you're going to get really confused because in my view People collide with their purpose when they're actually using their gift and when they then start realizing their potential and then they come to their purpose. It's not the first thing you focus on. So for those of you who think to yourself, well, Trish, 
I don't ever know what my purpose is. What's my potential? I don't know. I don't know what my gift is. I just don't know. So, like I said, let's get back to basics. What did you used to dream about when you were younger? Go back to that child and think about those things that you used to daydream about that you wished you could do. Or the thing that you think, if I had loads of money, I would be doing that thing. That would be a great indication as to what your gift is and also what your potential is. What you can do that you haven't done yet. Who you are that we haven't seen yet. You've got to go back to that childhood. And like I said, kids, right, they don't have a filter. They just know what they want to do. I want to be a truck driver. I want to drive... Drive? Did I was going to say drive airplanes? I want to fly an airplane until somebody says, ah, hold on, Johnny, hold on. You know, there ain't no pilots in our family. That's for rich people. Don't kill your kids' dreams, right? I'm telling you, don't kill your kids' dreams because yours were killed. It is our responsibility to make sure the next generation excels in what they do over and above what we did because we're supposed to have learned that some of the things that we were taught are just bad, right? Just People being nicely misinformed, right? They, they, they are unintentionally dream killers, right? They're unintentionally dream killers. You don't want to be a dream killer. Do you know the only dream I think that Elodie had that I was not over enthralled about was she used to be, she used to want to be like the Kardashians. I want to be rich like them and go about like them. And it wasn't because I got anything against the Kardashians, right? Um, I know that lots of people run them down and I say, hey, I don't watch the Kardashians, not into the Kardashians. But guess what? If they're entertaining, make some people happy. It ain't my business to tell them that they shouldn't be doing it. So let me just get that straight. But I am not into the Kardashians. But the reason that I didn't want Elodie to go there is because I know that your life is never your own when you get to that level of fame. I just didn't want that for her, right? Not because I don't want her to be rich. My gosh, she can be a billionaire. I don't care. But there are billionaires that are kind of underneath the radar. You don't have to be on TV with everybody knowing everything about your business. And, you know, every time you pick your nose, everybody's putting it in the newspaper. Oh, my gosh, you know, Elodie was out today and, you know, she was by Tesco's in fish ponds and, you know, she picked her nose. You know, I know I'm being extra, right, but... Honestly, that's what these people are like because these paparazzi got nothing better to do. So that's the only dream of Elodie's that I wasn't a flavor of. And I didn't tell her, no, don't go and do it. I, I just prayed. <laughs> I'm a praying mama. I just prayed, God, let her find her purpose. Let her find the thing that she is really good at. And one of the things that I did, I watched my daughter. I watched how she would take, you know, the little felt things that you create um you know you got little men and you put the felt on top of the felt and you can draw on felt I suppose right? <laughs> using felt the things that she used to do with that and we used to look at it and go oh my gosh and when I had my first iPhone my 3GS she'd just come back from camping and she took my 3GS and did this little video right I, I told her she ought to put it up one day and I was like wow this isn't usual you know I didn't I did not tell her how to do that. I didn't even know how to use the camera. I didn't even know how to use the iPhone myself. She was the one who came along and just picked it up, tap, 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 started doing her little recording, etc. And I always used to say, I wish kids would just come out with a manual, you know, even though I escaped the actual childbirth, you know, 
for hell you women who gave birth naturally right but i said that if i did give birth naturally i would spend another couple of hours there giving birth to the manual because i'm telling you it would be so much easier this is what they like this is what they don't like um don't ask them to do xyz because you're just going to be wasting your time in elodie's case maths <laughs> right science but focus more on these things words communication writing right it would just be so much easier but i had to just keep watching what she was doing and then that's why it was easy, easy for me to argue with the teachers because you're only there with her eight hours a day i am there with her a lot more um, of the time watching when she was growing up when you weren't her teacher which is why I could say I appreciate what you're saying but we're helping her with her homework as well and so we see what potential she has and maths ain't one of them and going to one parent's evening and one teacher went oh maths is easy I'm telling you I came out of there red as dark as I be I was so angry and yet I said he's probably one of these guys who walks along and never even noticed the trees right don't tell your kids this is easy because I sorry I keep hitting the microphone don't tell your kids it's easy because it's easy for you because then what you make them believe is that they're sick because they can't do something that everybody else seems to be able to do that's why they have um not grades what's the term I'm trying to think of when they have different sets in school right set one set two set three set four that's what sets are for because you know if a child is really good at English then they will be in one set for English you know Elodie was always 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 better at English than she was at um at maths and science and if I keep laboring the point about children here it is because as women as mothers as aunties right we need to be the ones to make sure that we are encouraging the next generation to find out what they are good at and to maximize their potential whilst at the same time going back to the dreams that we had that somebody killed and said what was that thing that I really wanted to do and you see when you're children you as I said you don't have a filter you don't have this filter that says I can't be a ballet dancer I can't be an entrepreneur. I can't own whatever company, right? There's no filter. Kids just know what they know, what they see inside until adults come along and <laughs> educate it out of them. That's the word I'm going to use, educate it out of them. So for you, I want you to start dreaming again. I want you to get yourself a journal, right? I actually want you to go get yourself a journal. And I want you to start writing down some of the things that you really wanted to do when you're younger that you've put to one side. Because I believe that sometimes we can have that gift beaten out of us so much that we actually don't even desire it anymore. And I remember my pastor saying some years ago, and I just love the fact that he said this. He said, if you've lost the desire, start asking God to allow you to desire the desire. <laughs> right? So desire the desire what is the thing that you have decided ah oh, too late i'm too old I, do you know what <laughs> that's one of my biggest bugbears i'm too old for that now listen unless it's that you wanted to be an athlete and run the thousand meters or whatever it is anyway relay running you know you might not be able to go do that any longer i understand that right 
but there is something else that you have because we have a dominant gift and we have other gifts. Find that gift, find that thing that you enjoy doing and go and do that thing. It's not too late. So long as you breathe and there's life in you, there's something that you can do that's going to help somebody else. And I will say this again, in order to bring value to the market, you have to use the gift that God has given you because your gift isn't just for you. Your gift is to solve a problem for some persons else other than you, right? So if you're really good at writing, you might be a journalist. What are you doing reporting on the news? Accurately, I hope. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to let that go with regards to the journalist. But yeah, you might be the newsreader. You are going to get on the news and you're going to tell people what is going on in the world. You don't mind sitting in front of a camera, reading off a script or whatever. Or you could be the journalist that's out there in the other countries, Baghdad or whatever, and you're reporting and you're giving people news. You're keeping people updated. It's a problem that you're solving. It might not seem like a problem to you. Something's going on in another country. People over here want to know you are solving the problem by taking your gift of communication and going to another part of the world and then reporting back to everybody else. So hopefully that makes sense to you, right? So as I said, I want you to get yourself a journal a dream journal. And I don't mean dreams as in dreams, but if you have dreams, I don't think there's anything wrong with you writing those dreams down and take them to God. Whenever you have a dream, take it to God. God, what do you mean? And actually give God a chance to talk to you and tell you what he means, right? But I want you to get a journal and I want you to start writing in that journal the things that you enjoyed doing when you were a kid. What is that thing that you could spend hours doing and you would just lose time. You know, I asked Elodie that the other evening. I said, Elodie, what could you do for hours and you just don't even recognize time? Straight away, without even thinking, she went editing videos. And I went, oh my gosh. See, I got to edit this video, right, in a minute. And I've already done the clap, right, which means say it again, <laughs> right? I got to go and edit this video. And I don't enjoy that part of it. I don't enjoy the editing part of it. Whereas Elodie's like, she, in fact, actually, when she does her videos, it takes her about eight hours to edit one video. So those people who think media is just this easy thing, you just put a video up and they get paid for it, right? Let me tell you one more story about potential and how you can kill people's dreams and how you can be short-sighted as parents. And I'm begging you, don't be one of those short-sighted people. I remember walking into the school one day and these parents were in this cluster and they're all talking about their kids. And this person says, oh, Johnny wants to play the drums, but I don't want well, his name's not Johnny, right? But Johnny wants to play the drums, but I want him to, I think it was a trumpet she wanted him to play. And she was dead serious. And I looked at her and I said, why don't you let Johnny try the drums? Because it might just be something that he's really good at rather than you choosing for him. That parent never spoke to me again. <laughs> Ah, oh, Patricia, you should have just mind your own business. Yeah, she never spoke to me again. And then we were in the playground one day and these parents were going on. Oh, this business about media studies. I just think it's ridiculous, uh, media studies. And I went, media is going to be the next huge wave. Oh, no, no, it's a load of rubbish. And we even had a letter from one of Elodie's teachers telling us 
to tell our kids to get off social media. So I wrote the teacher back and said, I have allowed Elodie to be on social media because it happens to be one of the gifts that she has. And I am the one that polices it. And I say whether she can be on social media or not, not up to you. And look at what she's doing now. Look at what she's doing now. And look at what has happened just in the last couple of years. I had been saying for a good few years that every business is an internet business. I don't care what you do. Every business is an internet business because it wasn't good enough just to have the high street shop any longer. You need to, needed to be online. And a lot of those shops who didn't bother, what's happening to them now? They're just going down the tube. And then look at what has happened in the last year where everybody has had to adopt using Zoom or some kind of live streaming or using the media. <laughs> they couldn't have predicted that, could they? They just shut their eyes. And you know, the worst thing is, is when people just repeat what they've heard other people saying, it's like, oh, I don't want my child to do that because, you know, everybody's saying basically how rubbish it is to be a media. So I need my child to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever. That's good. I'm so pleased for those people whose kids are going to be doctors because we need them. We need the lawyers. We need the airline pilots. We need the accountants. I need the accountant. I don't do maths. But guess what? It's not for my child. It's not for my child. And I do remember when we were going to be sending Elodie to the school down the road. It's a private school. And somebody commented, and I won't mention who it was. Oh, yeah, but you know, I know somebody went to a private school and they only, only ended up doing X, Y, Z. I said, listen, if my child goes to a private school and they end up cleaning out horse manure because it's what they want to do because they love horses, who am I to tell my child what I should, what they should and shouldn't do? And so you see, don't get into the trap parents of thinking that education is the be all and end all. And because they've got the maths, they're really good at maths, that they have to go and be the accountant or they have to go and be some scientists. Watch your kids. See what it is that they do naturally. See what their gifts are. Don't kill their dreams and go and resurrect your own. That's all I'm going to say on this because I've said way more than I plan to say. I'm probably going to have to edit some of it out. But I want you to resurrect your own dreams and don't kill your kids' dreams. Okay, maximize your potential because I need you. I need the gift that you have. And the reason I'm doing this is because I know that I have a gift that other people need. Let's share our resources by sharing our gifts. Okay, go wake up your potential. Ciao for now.